Hello, this is Dustin Dubuque here for another episode of the Downtown Manam Podcast. Again, welcoming my assistant co-host, uh, Jeff Frawley. Again, Becca is out for this podcast, so welcome back, Jeff. Thanks for having me, Dustin. Glad to be here on my second Downtown Menominee yeah. podcast. Yeah, last uh, last episode was super fun, talking to Chief Eric Atkinson. We got to know about him. We talked plenty Game of Thrones. That's that's where the end of the conversation went. So it was Definitely a direction I didn't see the conversation, <laughs> conversation with the Chief of Police going, but it was entertaining. It definitely went that way. Um, quick plug for Downtown Menominee. Again, our organization, Downtown Menominee, Inc., um, is the uh, proprietor of this podcast on July 22nd from 11 to 8 o'clock is Ladies Night Out, an event that we put on in Menominee every single, uh, three times a year, every year. Um, so this is the second one to come on downtown. There's about 25 different businesses participating where you can get specials, drink specials, come and shop. And, uh, you know, really it's just a day to support downtown considering I'm sitting next to a downtown business owner and we have another downtown business owner as a guest today. So um, coming downtown and supporting local is always a good thing. So again, that's July 22nd, um, 11 to 8 o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be a great night. It's fun. The last ladies' night out was really fun. We had a good turnout, a lot of people. I think this one being the middle of summer, going to be nice, warm weather. Great time to come down, go shopping, go down to Zymergy afterwards and grab a beer, grab some food. It's always be a good a fun night. Time. Yeah. So, I mean, going down to Zymergy is where we're going to be talking today. We are here with John Christensen, the head brewer and owner of Zymergy Brewing Company. Hello. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. How are yeah. you? We're doing well. I mean, we were just talking off mic that we're a little upset with uh, John. He didn't bring any beer for us to drink. <laughs> I did during not, this. no. So uh, I feel that this is your fault, Dustin, for <laughs> scheduling this at 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. when we're interviewing the owner of a brewery. <laughs> this should be later in the afternoon or evening. So instead I of a water coffee from you in front of me, bringing I a beer. beer. <laughs> but it is, it's Wisconsin. Does 10.30 in the morning matter? Yeah. Here? Does it matter? I think after ten you're good. Depends on how early you wake up, right? <laughs> Is that the rule? Ten. What time does what time does the brewery open? Noon. So okay. Oh, see, yeah. we're ready. So by the time we finish this, we'll head over. Get to everything the all wrapped up. Get a couple things done. We can get a beer. Yeah, yeah I like be, it. I'll be there because I'm always there. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, before we get into the whole Zymergy thing, I guess we have to again we just make fun of ourselves with the with the generic first question that gets the conversation rolling for the next half hour is like you know who you are where you came from and how you kind of ended up uh here in menominee so my name is john christensen and i'm from new berlin wisconsin oh, so yeah I'm from milwaukee area um i started brewing before i was 21 so like i was like 18 19 pretty much getting the ingredients to make beer because i could not buy beer right and then so it's just were you just home brewing then yep just home brewing yeah yeah and then obviously kind of like other hobbies it just got out of hand and turned into a profession um in 2004, I lived in Belgium for a little bit, so I studied abroad, working at a brewery there. Lived there, I kind of uh, went along with Marquette University, even though I was going to uh, Waukesha County Technical College. I like went with the class over there, and that's really when the professional aspect started for sure. And then fall of 2005, I went to Siebel Institute, so I went to brewing school in Chicago and in Germany. And then after that, I worked at Water Street Brewing Company in Delafield, Wisconsin for a couple of years. That would be like 2006 to 2008. And then I went to Las Vegas, went to Henderson, Nevada for two years, uh, worked at Joseph James Brewing Company. And then I came to Menominee 10 years ago, almost 11 now. That'd be when Lucette opened. That'd be yeah. two, uh, October of 2010. 
and I was at Lucette for six, six and a half years. And then it took about two, two and a half years to get Zymergy off the ground and running after buying the building and renovating it and all that stuff. So. Sure. So brewing beer has literally taken you around the world before landing in beautiful, beautiful downtown yeah. Menominee, yep. Wisconsin. It sure has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what was like? What was the first trip over to Belgium like? So like, what was the what was the takeaways from that? It was it was interesting because I was surrounded by really smart Marquette kids and they were going to school over there, so they all had a different schedule than me. I kind of had the freedom to just go into work early, be done early. I didn't have classes; I just had job shadowing. So I was there for four months, and the first month was a lot of work. And then after that, uh, the language barrier, I didn't couldn't really do much more at the brewery. So I kind of had free reign to like travel around, eat, drink, uh, go up to the Netherlands. We kind of like, they, we had on little vacations constantly over nice. there. Um, but just a lot of eating and drinking and tasting everything over there. Right. Uh, it was amazing for me. Um, I'm always amazed how much people like those kids partied and still got up and went to class every single day. Uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. Like the best study abroad experience I've ever heard. Yeah, right? else, they had to be jealous of you when these other students are going to class and oh, they say, great. what are you doing? You're, oh, I'm going to go out to eat and go on a tour of this and drink some beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had credits to do still. So I was at WCDC and I just got to go along with them. So I had some credits I had to make up. Like I did work, but it was not nearly as much work as I had to do. So then when you went to brewing school, you said you went to Germ- Ger- uh, yeah, so that was Germany? Yes, spring of 2004, was living in Belgium. Right. Um, then I uh, uh, enrolled in class fall of 2005. Okay. And that was in Chicago, so seven weeks in Chicago. Sure. Uh, every day, so Monday through Friday, eight hours. I was just going to ask, what does brewing school look like? It's basically every day is split up. into You'll have a teacher that specializes in yeast. So our teacher was from uh, England, came over. That's all he does is teach yeast. And so for what three days for, yeah, for three days straight, we just learned about yeast. So it's, it's, I'm not the smartest person, especially when it comes to science. So that was the most difficult part was yeah. just going. And then water chemistry, uh, hops, malt, pretty much everything, business to business, pretty much every aspect of it. And then in Germany, uh, there's a lot more microbiology. We were looking under the microscope there for things that can spoil beer. And then the last two weeks, we were put on a bus and just traveled from Munich to through Czech Republic and then up through Belgium, did like a big circle. And that was awesome. You're in a bus with people from all, uh, that brewing school has people from all over the world. So it was kind of chaotic. You know, every night you're like, we have 10 days left. Let's go out and drink. And then you have uh, me, <laughs> you know, a presentation at eight in the morning. And <laughs> everyone looks terrible. But so that, that was awesome. That was a good experience. Uh, but very, it was difficult for sure. Yeah. It was just a lot of work. So before answering that question, my image in my head was you in a chemistry lab wearing a lab coat drinking beer. And now I feel like that's somewhat validated, only a little bit more work. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No lab coat. <laughs> no lab coat. <laughs> no lab coat. Beer, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, beer. Yeah, they're good with drinking in the morning over there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did your, and I'm assuming, and we want to talk a lot more about your beer over there, but did your travels to Belgium kind of then come full circle and now influence some of your beers over at Zymergy and some of your brewing to this day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely have uh, an affinity for Belgian beers, sour beers. Um, not everything is Belgium over there, but I like to have the German Weiss beers. So I like to always have German Weiss beers, Belgian beers. Uh, and then 
only went to England once, but I'm a big fan of English beers as well. So I'd like to have a few, like we have Sherlock English Mild on tap. But definitely living over there has influenced that for sure, yeah. That would only make sense. So then why, uh, so then, you know, you're bouncing back and forth. And so you take the job over in Vegas for a couple of years. Um, yeah. What, what, what prompted you to do that? Um, I was looking for a job in the Midwest and just really couldn't find anything that I wanted. And it was a brand new startup and the pay was pretty decent. And uh, we just figured, me and my ex-wife figured we'd live down there for a couple of years, try it out. Um, it's, it's kind of weird to be in Vegas for more than a week right yeah we were there for the, two years because <laughs> it was was it like yeah it was right in vegas then it was right in henderson so it's oh, okay. suburb, yeah like southeast um, sure and as a brewer it was hard because the water quality is really bad down there it's very chlorinated super high ph it's all uh it's a desert it's all from the colorado river right by the dam there so it's like that's a challenge um and then yeah the the bars don't close that's also weird um and there's just a lot of zombies down there i didn't i don't gamble at all so I didn't have any problem with that, but just a lot of people just gambling all day and night. Uh, but we met some good people. It's a crossroads. So I only actually met maybe one person born and raised in Vegas. Everyone else is from New York or of course, California. Right. So met a lot of good people that we're still friends with. Yeah. But uh, after two years, we were looking for a job anywhere in the Midwest. And my sister lives in Minnesota, so that's kind of why Menominee popped up on the list. So Sure. And, a, then, and then from there, to, sorry, if it... Oh, I was just going to say, it's a polar opposite change. Go it was from yeah. Las Vegas to <laughs> huge <Minnesota> difference. <laughs> yeah. It was a huge difference. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But it was nice. Like, we had enough of that yeah. kind of life going on. And also, like, it's probably 112 there today. Uh, right. It's, <laughs> it's air-conditioned land. And even today, I walked outside 8 in the morning. I'm like, holy yeah, heck, it's, it's hot out here today. It's here today, and we're so already humid. complaining that it's hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it was fun, but... yeah. Um, yeah, it was a huge transition coming from there to here, for sure. Yeah, yeah was there a big transition going? So Lucette, was, like you said, it opened in, what, 2010, 2011? Yep. still open here. Um, yep. Pretty big destination here in Menominee. Lucette, great pizza, good mm-hmm. beer, great location. Yeah. Um, one of the places in Menominee, um, you know, especially being the only brewery that was here um, mm-hmm. until the last couple of years um, when John opened Zymergy. We did have Dust Brewhouse. Oh, yeah, we had oh, Dust yeah. Brewhouse for yeah. a while there. Yep, yeah, yep. that's right. Um, yep, so, yeah, yep. so we had that small little brew pub kind of that it was. Yep, yep, German um, brew pub. Yep, yeah. German. Yeah, that's right. I used to go in there once in a while. Yeah, yeah. The beer was pretty good. Um, so then you worked there. How was how was that? How was it going from Vegas to there? It was good. It was, um, you have to remember in the beginning, there was no, there wasn't even an extra building. There was a storage building and then the brew house and they weren't even attached. So we just did beer for off sale. So bars, uh, liquor stores, um, and then I think finally after a year or two, we did growler sales. So like Wednesdays for two hours. That's right. I used growlers. to do that yeah. too. And that was that was easy enough. I nice. forgot all about that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I used to take my growler down think, there. I don't even know if we were canning. It might have just been kegs at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then so that happened for a while. And then I've always wanted to open my own place. So with the, yeah, 2016. As soon as they did the addition. Uh, and added the food and stuff like that. And I know Christian was coming in, so I worked with the new brewer for a couple months, transitioning him in there. Uh, but the goal was always to open my own place, too. So Isn't that kind of every brewer's thing, uh, you would think? I, I, I mean, was just talking to Christian, the brewer at Lucet right now. He's like, I'll, I'll never open my own brewery. Oh, really? It's a lot of work, yeah. yeah oh, it's I'm a whole sure different. If you want to, I mean, and I feel that this is the same in any industry. If you're working in the field, is completely different than owning the brewery. And now you have to not only just brew the beer, but you have to do the books. And you have to make yep. sure that the doors are open. And yep. in the middle yep. of the night, when a window breaks, you have to get up out of bed and go down and deal with it. When uh-huh. Chief, our last guest, calls you and says, hey... 
your building's being broken into right uh-huh. now. Yep. But uh, yeah, I definitely understand that being the owning the business is a lot different than oh, solely sure, brewing yeah. beer. But you do it all. You do both. Yep. I mean, yep. you are the head. I brewer. brew everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of our bartenders, Houston, he keg washes with me and does some cleaning and canning. He's canning right now. Otherwise, I do everything pretty much in the brew house. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's some brewers out there that just want shift jobs, you know, clock in, eight hours, clock out. And yeah, I get it. Those are nice too, but yeah, it's a it's a challenge, but really, a lot of it's just, yeah, the whole taproom aspect of it. And obviously the last year, getting, now that we're, you know, we'll say past that, it's sure. pretty nice too, because that was a challenge for sure. Yeah. Right. So when, uh, what was the first big, uh, what was the big transition into opening your own? Was it the building coming available oh, pretty much? Or? Yeah, the yeah. building for sure. Yeah, it's an old garage. Um very drafty so the real the real thing we didn't have ac in there either so the first year is hot and nasty and then if we ever try to keep it warm it's just you see dollar bills imaginarily flying out the windows because it's three huge bay doors um and then we replaced all the concrete so it actually smelled like brake dust and oil and so we had to get rid of all the concrete to get that out of there and it was all uneven you know so there's that and then just uh we built our own walk-in cooler that was a huge challenge. So it's just a lot of projects that all of them ended up being slightly more than you think you're going to spend, which is kind of how that always happens, you know. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. And for our audience, those listeners out there that don't know where you are, you are kind of off Main Street on the east end of downtown. So if you go through Correct. downtown on Main Street before, you, before you'd hit the co-op and love church over there. Yeah. And yeah, it used to be an old garage. And I mean, how long was that an operating garage? It was, it's an older quite, building, right? Quite a while. The that, original part's 50s, yep. I yeah. think it's like 54, 56. Something and then like they did, they made uh, they made it bigger in the back, and they added the, where the brew house is, is the old car wash. They added that in like the 80s, early 80s or something like that. So, yeah. yeah that, that was a and garage for as long the best as thing for us is the big parking lot. That was a big sale. We have a huge parking lot, so... That helps a lot for sure. Especially. Yeah, that's and a big. That's one of my favorite parts about Zymergy. Um, of course, outside the beer is that you guys have great space. You know, you have yeah. a good parking lot. You guys did the work. Uh, what I think last was it last summer? You put the outdoor seating and such in, which was really yep. good. Perfect yeah. time to do that during a pandemic when yeah couldn't have anybody inside anyway. Yeah. Um, and then you know that opens you know so many doors for you know getting food trucks out there. Plus the inside's also quite big too. So I mean, yeah. you know that's. That's a big sell. Yeah, we've got enough space to where we've done uh, a couple fundra- fundraisers for billiard tournaments, and we've we can fit three pool tables in there, and we could even fit another one. So yeah, we have like a lot of space. Yeah, it is a great venue for us, and I know we've hosted our annual meeting over there, utilizing your indoor space because it's in the middle of February. But even last year in the pandemic. When did we do it? It was later, but we were able to utilize yeah. your outdoor space even in the winter with heaters and stuff and stay yeah, socially distanced. that worked out. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that was one of those things that, as a mess of what 2020 was, we did take some good things away. And one of the great things that we took out of 2020 was outdoor seating at Zymer G. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooray. But yeah, you've done a great job with that building. It's really cool in there. Thanks, yeah. It's a yeah, great big... tap room to come and enjoy beer. Yeah, it's a lot of Chelsea, too. Chelsea's uh, my girlfriend, and she does a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, as well as, like, the floor. She decided, how, like, all that, the color schemes and stuff like that. And so she's helped quite a bit, too, yeah. So I guess that then we have to ask. I mean, I know you've talked about some of the beers you have on tap. Um, you have to talk a little bit more about some of the beers that you have uh, available. Yeah. yeah. So flagship. Uh, so 
We have a lot of big beers. <laughs> yes, which <laughs> we, is my favorite. We actually have 17 taps, which is a lot. Um, usually there's always a ginger ale on tap, uh, sometimes specialty. So we'll try to have one or two non-alcoholic. We do have seltzer. We have lemon seltzer and a flavored seltzer usually. Um, Sherlock, uh, named after my cat I have for 17 years, rest in peace, uh, is a light English mild with uh, lactose in it. So like slight sweetness. Um we just made that beer again. That's going to be gluten free from here on out as oh, well. Perfect. Um, otherwise, like a lot of our flagships, we got Fluffhead Honey Hefeweizen with some local honey in it. Uh, German Weiss. We have a German Dunkelweiss. Uh, we have a toast. We have brown ale uh, toast, and we have Bauble Pale Ale. Just came back. Um, we finally made an IPA after not making an IPA for two and a half years. Uh, which we is get, not, we getting hate mail for not having <laughs> yeah. an IPA. I'm just getting a lot of questions every day uh, for an IPA. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what's Wisconsin? the IPA you have? And Everybody I mean, up here, you and go I, to liquor stores here, and it's all IPAs. They love oh, them. Everybody yeah. in Wisconsin loves them. I like them if they're balanced. And I did make a Belgium IPA, so kind of like I put my twist on it. So it's a little drier with wheat. Um, so we do that. That's uh, Pukwudgie. That's the most recent one. But uh, a beer I made in Vegas, too. It used to be called Desert Dawn. There's still some bottles of that out there. Uh, a big English barley wine. So I, I've always loved English barley wine. So we call that Talisman now. Um, we just released that in bottles. We'll probably still have that uh, by the time this podcast comes out. We have regular Talisman and barrel-aged Talisman. So it was in a Elijah Craig barrel uh, for 14 months. Right now we have nine or ten oak barrels filled. So we really do try to have a barrel-aged beer on tap. Yeah, if you ever walk into Zymergy, you can see the barrels just sitting there. Yep, and yep. Then yeah. just see the date and like ask that's John where, how long it's going to be sitting there until you get to deliciously right drink it. Yeah. I, I think it's cool, too. You're talking about all your beers, and you'd mentioned one that you had that has uh, local honey. And then I know that you have another beer that has uh, local maple syrup that is actually sourced from a maple syrup farm out west of town here that Derek Trainer, one of our downtown Menominee board members, oh, yes. yep. is trainer maple syrup it's he and his family he's yeah. part of the jerry trainer who yeah. i was talking to yeah, yep. yeah yeah and i think that's derek's uncle something like that yeah somebody out there they but have yeah. a big family they have a big family of maple syrup folks that's for sure yeah. right um and then afternoon joe i forget too that's uh scatterbrain coffee from downsville yeah i was just gonna i love that afternoon so that's joe. like a light colored coffee beer which i forgot to mention that's probably one of our biggest sellers in cans to go that, for sure oh, really? that is a good it's a unique one because when you think of like uh coffee flavored beer you generally think of a heavier or darker stout and it's lighter yeah but it still has that kind of aftertaste of coffee if i was going to bring a beer i should have brought that one yeah right? see look at that <laughs> good morning beer i was the one getting all that in the morning and he has a coffee beer on tap that's really popular what am i what are oh, we doing I know. somebody dropped the ball today. so i have a i'm kind of a fun question and i it's probably hard to answer so as you say you like you like you like um you know certain types of beers you know, and like you said, you hadn't had an IPA for two and a half years. I'm sure there's beers that you either make or you put on tap that aren't your favorites, you know, because yeah. you don't need to like everything, you know. You just don't it, like every type of beer out there. It has to sell. And it has primarily. to sell. Yeah, so yeah. if it sells and you're like, okay, this beer's fine. But, of course, you don't tell anybody that because it's always the best beer <laughs> because you made it. So what's the type of beer that out there is just, just not your thing? Like, maybe I'm sure you drink them all. I do, too. I mean, there's almost no beer I don't. I won't yeah, drink. That's a tough. But one. what's a what, what's one where you just like if you had to put in a list, like you know, favorite all the way down to just just one. Like if if I had to go the rest of my life without drinking, it just wouldn't hurt me. Is there like a style like, of beer for or? me? Yeah, a blonde ale, and that's only because I like pilsners and like beers that are just a little crisper 
and cleaner than that. And Blondales are just kind of boring to me. Like, our English, Sherlock English Mild is kind of close to a Blondale. Sure. But giving it lactose, giving it a little sweetness, kind of at least makes it a little interesting. I could probably go the rest of my life without drinking a Blondale. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I did make Farmer's Daughter, which is a Blondale, but <laughs> it has spices in it, so that's kind of right. what made it not boring as well. Well, so. is that, I was just going to say, it's probably what you do, right? You take the, like, couple that you don't, like, beers that you're like, oh, okay, i got to make a... Some some sort of a blonde ale on tap. So yeah. how can I make it so it's not not what just I dislike, boring, right? Yeah, and we do have a few with uh, with Sherlock Fluffhead and Zeitgeist Pilsner is going to be back. That's a permanent collaboration between Nonick and us uh, that people drank way too quick, so we ran out of it. Um, we have like a few light beers too, so like I wouldn't need any more light beers anyways. So I'm happy with those styles. Yeah. On the flip side of that question, if you could only brew and drink one beer. For the rest of your life, what would that <laughs> the one tough be? question. It would probably be like a Belgian sour or something like that. It's okay. a classic, like if you're stuck on an island, right? Right. For the rest right. Of your yep. Life, yep. You have one beer to drink. It would probably be some type of Belgian sour or something like that. Yeah. Or or a German Weiss beer if it's a hot island. It's, it's a <laughs> thirst quenching beer, yeah, you know. Now we're getting to the temperature of the island. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> something thirst quenching, yeah. <laughs> and you had mentioned uh, briefly there, Nanak, and I think you have some other beers that are collaboratives with other breweries other breweries in menominee and other breweries around the state because i know that my probably favorite beer that you have over there is that one that you had canned uh the mexicali the yeah the mexicali well, that thing yep. is and that correct yeah was a uh combination of several breweries and a a chef yes yes yeah, so, you had told me the story about it yeah me being from milwaukee my good friend matt epperhamian is the brewer at fermentorium and that's in Glendale. I think they have two locations, but that's in Glendale. And his brother, who is in my grade, Justin Abrahamian, owns Sanford's, which is a five-star restaurant in Milwaukee. So we kind of did a try collaboration, um, mostly over the phone, because that was last year. Um, and it was a mole stout. Um, so there was like 12 ingredients in the beer that weren't beer-like. What were some of them? Sesame seeds, honey, corn husk. Uh, like charred corn husk, uh, coriander, uh, cinnamon, uh, five other things. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, tahini too, sesame seeds and sesame paste. Yeah, um, and so that was really good. I think the co-op has one or two four packs left right now, Uh-oh. which is probably good. Well, we've been out of that for a little bit, but that was a fun collaboration. Um, me and Ryan made. Uh, Goodfoot, if Ryan, you remember that. Ryan is the Ryan brewmaster from... at Brewery Nanak, also here in Manami, that opened within like a month of Zymergy opening. Yep, yep, just like a month or two after us. Um, and we opened December 1st, 2018. Yep. Um, we did Goodfoot, which is another like 9% Belgium Golden beer. And that was good. That got drank real quick. So that's a good collaboration. Me and Ryan are going to be making a smoke to lager coming up soon too with the lager yeast we have for zeitgeist that we brewed so that sounds delicious it will be i love anything with smoke in it yeah that'll be nice yeah i'm always impressed with your your and ryan's i guess you would say rivalry and friendship it seems to work (laughs) out very well even though you two both opened basically competing businesses right at the same time but i feel like they work really well together and it's been a huge uh benefit and a great thing for menominee to have both of you guys come in. Uh, yeah, yeah. All three of us. As soon as there's more than one brewery, people are going to get off the freeway and visit more often. It and becomes Saturdays a destination. Too. Yeah, Saturdays, we always hear we're going to Nanak or Lucette or we came from there. So 
Yeah, adults, I tell yeah. people that all the time. I was even just having this discussion uh, the other day with someone. I said you were coming on the podcast, and um, I was like, I remember telling people when I heard you and Ryan were both opening these two new brews. I'm like, this just made it a thing. Like, me and my wife will pick where we stay if we're going on a road trip or something, sure, based yeah. off the breweries that are there. A lot it's of like, that's that, almost yeah. like the first thing we look up because there's always going to be somewhere that's good food. I mean, the town yeah. doesn't have one spot that has good food, yeah. so we'll go there. But yeah, if if a, if I know a place that has two breweries that are within you know, point nine miles of each other, yeah. I can hit up both in a couple hours and then go back to the hotel. And we have our I'm different styles. There. All three of us have our own very, styles yeah, for very sure. They're yeah. all yeah. very different, but all and the places good. all and in the locations are all very different too. Yeah, that's another big sell. Is there sets like the sit down eat pizza place. Ryan's got like the very you know the, the old depot for it's brewery nonic, which he is needs just to go a, with that train theme. Yeah, the train. <laughs> just like train. They need a train. Like, they need a, a, train. Train. Like, a trolley. Choo choo porter, Ryan. <laughs> Give Make Ryan it. a train for Christmas. <laughs> choo choo <laughs> porter, Ryan. Is that something you've told him for a couple of years now? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Just He's, embrace the train a little bit. It. Just, just a little it. bit. Yeah. And then you got Zymergy. That's like you know, like I said, this open floor. Like, you know, bigger hangout yep. spot. You know, yeah, it's like the yeah. hangout brewery. That's what I always tell people. And, and having these different breweries, one thing that it allowed downtown Menominee to do that was cool. We didn't get to do it last year, but in 2019, we did the first historic uh, beer tour. And that was a great event that started at Brewery Nonic, or started at Zymergy and mm-hmm. ended at Brewery Nonic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we got good, unique beers, talked a lot about the beers. And then Dustin and Melissa Neeland, who's the director of the Historical Society, gave a really cool tour of Menominee and talked about the history of Menominee and the beer that's here. So that is a fun event that we're going to do again this yeah. fall. Yeah, in look October. forward to October. Nice. October, yeah. Cool. I don't remember the exact date, but it's on our website. Yeah. And speaking of, I mean, Zymergy, you know, is, a, like I said, a hangout place. So, like, what are some of the stuff you have coming up? What are some of the things you guys do that's entertainment? If people go on Facebook and like you, what can they yeah, what so can they see? we used to have a lot more live music. We're bringing that back a little bit. Um, every Wednesday we've been doing trivia, which we started that maybe, oh, eight weeks ago, and that has been getting like more and more popular every week. So I think we're going to keep trivia going on throughout the summer. Uh, every Thursday with uh, Greg Manning, um, and his uh, little band name is The Save Trade. He does open mic on Thursday, so around 7 o'clock till about 10 o'clock, um, you can pretty much, you can sing, you can play, you can tell jokes, you can do whatever you want. Open mic's been pretty popular. Um, Dustin, Zy Murder Fest is coming up. Uh, that's the big thing. August 7th, uh, Zy Murder Fest is happening. Yeah, that's a so. plug for both John and I. We're, yeah. We're, we're, uh, we, we do death metal music at the Zymer, at Zymergy before pandemic. So, yes. Yes. Uh, August 7th, come on down if you're into extremely loud music yeah yeah it's the uh, only Dustin's it's the only place in my nominee you can get it <laughs> yeah seriously it's the only it's place. awesome it's the we we do a lot of uh singer songwriter stuff bluegrass stuff and the death metal people are like the friendliest ever they it's awesome and the merch the merchandise is hilarious and awesome too um but yeah that's a really fun event and that's yeah. kind of right around my birthday so i'll be celebrating my birthday for that as well so i mean really, if you don't like the music come down for john's birthday that really yeah. spans the spectrum singer songwriter bluegrass and death metal. yeah yep we do it all we do it all <laughs> do it all <laughs> we'll make a special beer for that as i was well just gonna say it. that was the one thing i was gonna bring up you do for like some of your events you'll do special beers which is one thing you and brewing are both very good at yep. is like yep. putting all these special beers or doing things for Nonprofits or charities or stuff. You guys do specific things for that. Yep. Uh, that beer you make for the metal shows, um, which you've done a few times, yeah. is an extremely good. 
like yeah, porter, it's a, right? I call that uh, wizard robe. Yes, because um, my friend will be wearing his homemade wizard robe for the show too. But uh, <laughs> so it's like a black ale where it's it's a, it only has a little bit yep. of dark malt to make it dark, black, but it's not too roasty or anything. Like drinks really. No, easy you can yet. drink it really easy for it's like six and a half percent or something like yep. that. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, six and a half seven. I'll, uh, I, mean, I haven't made it yet. I'll probably make it in a week or two, so it's finished by that time. And then usually has some kind of red colored ginger ale or seltzer or something like that that looks like blood. Uh, I think we did call it Dragon's Blood last time, so we'll have something like that as well. Um, what else? We have uh, bottle releases coming up a bunch. Uh, another collaboration with Swingin' Bridge in River Falls. We have a 10.5% Rice crispy Peanut Butter Chocolate Beer coming off called Piff Paff Poof, which is Danish for Snap Crackle Pop. So we <laughs> have that beer. Snap Crackle Pop. Yeah. The names of your beers. I <laughs> always wonder, like, how do you you just throw words at the wall and see what sticks? How do you come up with some of these Pretty, uh, crazy names? Half of them are song names. Okay. So a lot of Grateful Dead and Fish influences in that, for sure. Otherwise, I'm actually not good at coming up with beer names. I just Wikipedia. Is, uh, is, that, is that something that, like, affects you sometimes? If you have a new beer, you're like, oh, now I have to name this thing? That's why Maple Ice just called Maple Ice. Because <laughs> I had no clue what to call just, it. doesn't know what to do. Every once in a while, you're like, we're releasing it tomorrow, so let's just do it. <laughs> Along the same lines as coming up with beer names, Zymergy. So this is, when we talked about this before we started the talking on the podcast here this morning, that's something that people always ask is, A, they can never pronounce it right, because whether it's Zymergy or Zimmergy or any of a million other things... What is the correct pronunciation? Where did that name come from? Where did, how'd you name your brewery? Zymergy is how you would pronounce it. It is the last word in the dictionary. Uh, it's the study of fermentation. So anything, beer, wine, hot sauce. The original goal, and we still might be doing this, uh, maybe in the winter when things slow down, is to have fermented foods as well, such as fermented hot sauce and barrel-aged fermented hot sauce. So that's something that we do at the house. We do kombucha at the house. We had kombucha for a little bit. We took that off tap. Um, so, and it's a silly word. Uh, if you're into brewing or home brewing, it's uh, the popular, like the most popular beer magazine, Zymergy Brewing. So, if you're in the beer industry, you kind of know that word. Um, and if you're not, it's just people always ask. And yeah. Everyone says it. It's a conversation. You can't say it wrong, but there's a lot of Zymergy, Zymergy. <laughs> it almost <laughs> helps people remember it. Yeah, because well, people will ask. Name. It's not just a generic. I remember when you, I remember when you guys first opened. I had multiple people go like, "Why would they call it that?" I'm like, "But you remember it because you're yeah. trying to figure it out. Right? It works." It yeah, works when perfect. we when we thought of it at first, I was like, "I don't know. That's a weird one." Uh, like, yeah, we have Zymergy Pukwudgy. It's the name. <laughs> like, that sounds made up. It pretty much is, but <laughs> <laughs> we like it. So, well, so I know we're kind of getting uh, close to the end here, and we did a great job of covering Zymergy and all the beers and stuff. But I, uh, we know. People know you as uh, John the Brewer. He even has his own little nickname, which is what's stuck with him for a while. Um, we, uh, what are some of the fun things you do outside of the brewery when you're not sitting there uh, making beer? I know the big one is uh, uh, Frisbee golf. I know you're big, yeah. big into it. Disc golf is probably what disc I do golf. with my free time, yeah. Frisbee golf's fine, too. So does yeah. that work? Just don't golf. <laughs> for all, yeah, don't, no, for all don't things, is that like dead now? <laughs> Can't you call it's it that? It's dead now, yeah. Okay, good to know. Good not to that know. I care, but yeah, I do that. I play leagues, and... Uh, MADGO, uh, Menominee Area Disc Golf Organization. I'm a part of that. I sit in on the meetings to find out. We have five courses in town, if you include Pioneer. So there's a lot of local people that like keep the course maintained, as well as the city uh, mowing the grass, stuff like that. So It is. We, 
That's crazy. We have five. Is that? Are there a lot of other communities that have five disc golf courses? Not, or? not this small, usually, yeah. Um, but the middle school has one. So there's a lot of times in small cities where the, a school will have nine or 12 holes, but that's a mm-hmm. full 18 hole, nice course. Uh, the Brickyard, um, you got Wakanda. Phelan Park has them now. Phelan now does too, yep. That's more of an approachable one for sure. And then, and then Wakanda. And then Pioneer. Yeah, yeah Wakanda's the, the, the diehard one, right? Isn't that where everyone goes? That's, that's just the d- one that plays more like a 18-hole like golf course where there's like some tight woods. There's out in the open. Um, you could If you go in the lake, that's not good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? There's probably no. a lot of discs out in that <laughs> lake. Yeah, yeah. You can go swimming for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do a lot of that. Honestly, going to shows is usually what I do. So we'll be going to, like, Blue Ox. Uh, bluegrass fest i usually try to go to a lot of festivals and all honesty i really don't see death metal very often <laughs> only at zymergy that's why we yeah only at zymergy um so that obviously i'm kind of hoping this winter to go see some more live music too and stuff like that so yeah what else eating drinking is always good yeah, it's eating everybody's drinking, favorite both, good scotch right. good scotch it's nice yep well, sp- well speaking of eating uh we end every podcast uh with the same two questions uh, Becca has one, and I have one. Um, as, as good looking as Jeff is, he's not Becca sitting next to me. You know? I know her question. But now, do you want the, last, let, the last one? I was it. not. All right, you you can do Becca's question. We'll we'll allow it. So Becca's question is, mm-hmm. what is your last and favorite meal? What's the best food that you've eaten recently? Whether that's something that you've cooked at home or eaten out at a restaurant. I just had a breakfast burrito from the co-op, and they're pretty awesome. It's so, pretty um, good. I don't know is, if that, that, is that a cheap plug since cheap. Becca works at the co-op? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's right by the brewery. So uh, that, I Those, know. I will admit, those breakfast burritos over there, I don't know what is it, it is about. It's amazing. But they are the greatest breakfast And if burrito. you want them done well, you get the cold one, and then you put it in your toaster oven, and that's, how, that's, Ooh, that's the best way to do it. But like my last meal, oh, man. That's, I would probably do a donor kebab, which is like a European version of a, of a Greek, uh, what do you call it? Like a euro? Like a euro? Yep. It's okay. a, yeah, yeah, with awesome sauces. Uh, over in Belgium, we ate that quite a lot. It's like that with a good Belgian beer. That'd be fine. Perfect pairing. Flip the that is a good pairing. That, yeah. Now I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I'm I know. Honest. Now that we're getting, we're getting, get now we're getting towards the lunchtime, like we said. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, last question then for me is, uh, what's your, I'm a big movie guy, so what's your favorite movie? Which is always gets the eye roll. So I always just tell people it's the first one that pops into your head. I fall asleep a lot to movies. Um, <laughs> let's throw UHF out there with Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, wow. Let's you're, put that out there. You're going really – that's deep cut. It's right? a good one. It's hilarious. I haven't watched yeah. that since I was a kid probably. Oh, that's an old one. It's hilarious, yeah. It holds up. Does it, <laughs> it hold does, up? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kramer's in it before he's even like Kramer. Really? Seinfeld. Before yeah. – si- oh, Okay. Yeah. Well, now Every, I gotta everybody watch, give it a Everyone watch UHF. It's UHF. Awesome. I'm gonna rewatch it. Yeah, I probably would say I remember having the VHS as a kid, yeah. but I couldn't tell you the last time I probably watched. I think it. it's on one of the streaming things. All right, well, I now I gotta it's watch it. Nice. Well, well, yeah. Of course, it is. We'll find it. You can download. Everyone it watch UHF somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. uh, um, before we head out here, uh, last plug. What's your hours at Zymergy? Uh, where and when people come and get? Come so we're over? open Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday is three to ten. Wednesday and Thursday are three to ten. Friday and Saturday are noon to 10. And if we have events, uh, sometimes it goes a little later than 10. Um, and then Sunday is 3 to 8. Great. And stuff's going on usually every day. Awesome. Well, thanks, John, for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been was a super great fun. conversation. That was. Yeah. about beer. Thanks for talk, having me. Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah. 
Thank you, Jeff, for co-hosting with me for these two episodes. I'm assuming Becca hopefully will be back for the next one. Um, maybe you'll hear. Maybe the folks will hear your beautiful voice again sometime in the we future. We shall see. I'm happy to be here and happy to cover down when when you need me. So, <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening to uh, another episode of the Downtown Manam Podcast. We appreciate it. Find us wherever uh, and subscribe um, whenever you can, and uh, like Downtown Manamni's uh, Facebook page and follow what we're doing over here. Uh, so we appreciate it. So thanks. Thank you.